If you came with your Bible, turn with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 6. The Gospel of John, chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 15. Sometimes after this, Jesus crossed it to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberia. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountain and sat down with his disciples. The Jews, the Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew Simeon, Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down about 5,000 men who were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left of us. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled the 12 baskets with pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw us, the signs Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely, this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intend to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Father, we thank you that you are looking for co-workers. You yearn and you long to see us working together with you to make a difference in your people. As we partake your word this day, I pray give us illumination, Holy Spirit. Give us understanding of treasures hidden in the scriptures. Whatever I plan to teach and to say as a man, I lay to the altar. I ask you, Spirit of God, I ask you, Jesus, come and teach us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Where shall we buy bread? That's Jesus including himself in the congregation. He wants to see what can we do. Jesus is concerned about each one of our needs. He wants to be part of meeting your need, my need, people's need. Say amen. Amen. So when God Almighty, Jesus, I am, because when they ask him, are you Christ? He said, I am. So he's I am, the creator. Because Gospel of John chapter 1, the Bible says in the beginning there was word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
And the word became fresh, and he came among his people. But his people never believed in him. But as many as those who believed in him, he gave them power to become sons and the daughters of God. So we are his sons and we are his daughters. Now, the Bible says that this almighty God who came on earth, he's a full, 100% man and 100% in there. He's God. He stands in this wilderness. Other gospel writers said they were there for three days. People listening to him. They were weary, hungry, and tired. This one just said he saw them and he had compassion. And he said, where can we buy bread for all these masses to eat? And the Bible says he said this to test them. Because he knew what he was going to do. Whenever God calls you to partner with him, he knows what he wants to do. He has a solution, but he just wants to see where your heart is. He just wants to see, is your heart connected with his heart so together you can make a difference in people's lives? He's looking for somebody with a heart that can mend with him and work a miracle. Everyone wants to see miracles, but not everyone wants to be part of making the miracle. Hallelujah. Everyone, the Bible says all these 5,000 men, not counting women. In the first service, we discovered that there could be 10,000 women. And if it was African family, there could be 15,000 youths and children. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there were many people there. Hallelujah. Yeah. There were many people there. And here Jesus, he's among his people. And he asked them to see where their hearts are. Are they just selfish looking to receive from him? They are looking for miracles for me and myself. You see, many of us follow Jesus, but for what reason? 5,000 men are following Jesus for what reason? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are they following him so they can work with him to make a difference in other people's lives? Or they are following him to receive from me and myself? You see, many of us, even in our prayer, we pray, Lord, you see me, you understand me, look at me, bless me, me and myself, you, are, you see me. But God is looking at our hearts. Because God's heart is love. And God so loved the world that he gave. So God's heart is towards others. And if we are children of God, we must have his DNA. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you don't have his DNA today, you are getting it. Yes. So you have to have a heart of God. Jesus' DNA, Jesus has a DNA of the Father. 
The Holy Spirit has a DNA of the Father because they are one. And they're all working to bless people, to change people, to transform people, to bring hope to the hopeless. That's why heaven was the first local church to send a missionary. And they sent Jesus a missionary. Hallelujah. We are celebrating his, the first missionary in a few days this month. Because heaven sent the first missionary. And you know when the first missionary came, when they planned it to send the first missionary, God in heaven, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we are looking for somebody with a pure heart. A heart of God whose heart is the same with God's heart. There were so many virgin girls, they only found one virgin girl who had the heart like a God. And they found her and they said, can we borrow your womb? Can you change your schedule and include God's program? She would have said, I'm busy planning my wedding with my sweetheart. We don't have time for that. God wanted to see where her, her heart is. And she said, you want to borrow my womb? Go ahead. Yeah. I am your handmaid. She didn't even call her fiancé. Because maybe he would have said no. She wouldn't call her grandma. She didn't call grandpa. She didn't call the father, even the mother. She just said, let's do it, God. Because immediately you know God wants to partner with you. And you start telling people, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? People will tell you it is not going to work. So when you are a child of God, the Bible says, Jesus said in the Gospel of John chapter 5 verse 19, the Father, the Son does nothing except what he sees the Father is doing. So when you see what the Father is doing, know it and get involved. You say amen. amen. Don't lose your opportunity to partner with God. Don't lose your window of opportunity to work with God. Because that window might never come back. You know you are here, this is the season you are here to work with God. Say amen. Amen. If it was not your season to work with God, you would have been born 200 years ago. Maybe you would have been born 100 years to come. But this is your time to be here, to work with God. And by the way, once you depart from here, you will never come back. You can even read there and you see things happening. You say, God, take, send me back. He said, no, your season is over. So this is your time to partner with God and make a difference in people's lives. Make a difference in nations. Be what God wants you to be. Say amen. amen. You see, Joseph almost missed his window to be part of what God is doing. Because when he, he saw Mary... In the condition she was in, she used to be like this, and now she was was a knight. He said, stay away from me. I have nothing to do with you. So he walked away, and he said, don't Twitter me. Don't Facebook me. Don't don't call me. Don't do anything. So Mary, a woman of faith, ready to work with God, she she believed God will turn things around. And God came to Joseph and said, son, can you work with me? I have this mission to bring a church movement to change the world. God is looking for co-workers. Say amen. Amen. 
He wants to partner with us to make a difference in people's lives, in villages, in nations, in your neighborhood, even in your families. He wants to use you. So Joseph bowed to the vision and walked with God. He was working with his hand to buy milk, to buy clothes for Joseph, for Jesus, until he brought him up. So that is a younger family teamed up with God to start a church movement. God is looking for partners. God is looking for co-workers. Hallelujah. So when he say, where can we buy bread? Where can we get bread? He wants to see where are the hearts of the 5,000 men? Where are the hearts of the 10,000 women? The 15,000 youth and the children? He is wanting to see, is your heart me and myself? Are you thinking about others? Are you worried about others? To be a channel blessing. When God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, he said, I'll bless you. I'll make you a blessing. I'll make your name great. And through you, all nations will be blessed. And that is the same covenant he has you and me. The church, we are called to be a blessing. Say amen. Amen. We are called to be great. We are called to be the world changers. And God wants to work through us to change nations, to change villages. Some of us look at ourselves and say, ah, who am I? Right. What is me? That is the pastor Otis. That is those men and women. No. Once you are born again and you have Jesus in you and you receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues, you are very dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are very dangerous. You are a candidate to be used by the Holy Spirit. And you are able to see what the Father is doing and the partner with him. So the Bible says Jesus crossed this river and multitude were following him. And the first thing he's doing, he wants to bless them. After they have learned, they received the spiritual food. Now they want, he wants to bless them with the physical food. So he said, where shall we buy bread? He's looking for co-workers. Don't despise yourself. Don't think I, I cannot be used by God. Don't think I have small. You see, many of us miss our window of opportunity because we think only this. <laughs> Let those who have big ones get involved. No. So the disciples are going around. Anybody with food? Anybody with a lunchbox? Anybody with sandwiches? Anybody with cookies and, and chocolate bars? 10,000 women, don't tell me nobody had cookies and chocolate bars in there. (laughs) Let's think together. Hallelujah. Let's do what? Let's think together. Because the Bible says in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 14, Mordecai told Esther, if you keep silent... If you don't take this opportunity to partner with God, 
to bring salvation, deliverance, redemption, to allow God to use you, to partner with God, to go see your husband and do something. Salvation will come to the Jews from another end. But you will not be part of it. So many people keep silent. Many people opportunity come for you to work with God and you step back. Who am I? What do I have? What do I know? Who is me anyway? They are greater people. In 1983, my cousin was killed with his wife. And they left three orphans. Moses was four years. Sylvia was like a two and a half. Jesse was like a nine months. And the American family from here in America, they had to come to our country when all the missionaries, the embassies, every Europeans, Americans, Jews, they all ran out of the country. But this family came, God told them, go to Uganda and bring those orphans out. So when they came, they started, I, I was a mechanic. Can you put a picture, first picture for me? I was a mechanic repairing cars. That's me. You see with a, a, a rectangle there? Those were our workmates. We are repairing cars. Country was very poor. I became a technician, but there was no vehicle to repair because the country was so poor. And I'm full of the Holy Spirit, serving God as an usher in the church, serving God in the choir as a bass singer, and also... Yeah, you see, when you are singing the bass, you are, you are safe because you are behind here. You lead behind. <laughs> so, and this couple comes. Put another picture. This couple come. So, the company gave me that bicycle. And it had a small engine. So, I could put in the gas instead of cycling. I could just uh, sit on there and go in my village. If you see my village, there was no water, there was no electricity, there was no houses. I mean, monkeys and jungle. And God speak to me and he said, the, the kids came to see my bicycle. And as I was t t showing them, riding them around, they were so happy. And they went, as they were going their way, the Holy Spirit said, so the children only came to see your bicycle. Is that all you can share with them? So I called them, come, 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 come. They came back. You can show a picture with kids. And I told them about Jesus. I told them about salvation. I bought to candies. You see our village? You see one house there? You see one house there? There is all those monkeys and the jungle. No electricity, that's the village I grew up. No shoes. First put on shoes when I was in seventh grade. You see, that was my village I grew up. And God is telling me, you are going to be father of the nations. I say, who? <laughs> uh, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So God is after somebody here. Yeah. Hallelujah. He wants to work with you and through you. 
So stop thinking, oh, what I have is not enough. Who am I? I cannot make a difference. But you plus Jesus plus the Holy Spirit, God can change nations. God can change villages. God can change people. Hallelujah. Put another picture. So I am doing that, and this woman and her husband come to adopt those orphans. The other picture of the woman. Can you put back the other picture with the lady? So that woman and her husband, they look at me. They are the one who came to adopt the kids. And they said, God wants me to sponsor you in the Bible college. Because God is going to use you in the Bible college. And when you finish Bible college, she will use you in your village, in your Africa. And I said, no. I am a mechanic. I sing bass. And I'm Asha. I don't do Bible college. God is looking at your heart. God wants to see. Is your heart with him to, to believe him? Amen. That what he's talking to you, you can give him your whole heart and your whole future and your whole life? Because we can crowd around him, but are we willing to invest ourselves into his ministry? Are we willing to invest our resources into his ministry? Or we are thinking, I am too small. I am nothing. So that woman and her husband, they cried tears. They gave me a business card and said, one day God will speak to you. When he does, you let us know. We'll bring you to America. And so I came to America. I waited 83, 84, 85. 85, that's when I started teaching those kids. And as I was teaching those kids, I started fasting and praying, speaking in tongues, asking God for a word for the children. And then the Lord said, go to Bible college. (laughs) You see, God wants to work with us. God wants to change villages. God wants to bless people through us. But are we, where is our hearts? Where is your heart? Is it to work for me? or to be a blessing, to be a channel of blessing for others. You see, Ron and Shuli, put the last picture there. Ron and Shuli, I found them when I was in my second year at Bible College. The Lord spoke to me and said, go back to your village and start a church. First put a picture of Ron and Shuli cleaning the toilet. And so, that picture, at, last, at first Ron said, you are from Uganda? Africa? Son, I don't do Africa. But God turned his heart around. He ended up with me in my village. We had no running water, no electricity, no life. You saw there was monkeys that we used. That was the shower. We could use the bucket. You saw the bucket in the, in the, in the bathroom? That's the bucket they were using. Run and show you are using that bucket. <laughs> Today, when you come and you see, we have planted 351 churches in nine nations. God wants to see where your heart is. God is looking for people whose hearts are ready to invest their hearts and their lives into His ministry. Ronnie went to be with the Lord last year in January. But we have built 24 
grade schools, high school, Bible college, a Bible college which is a factory for workers. Joseph got saved through a missionary from here who went to their village. And that tribal, the father of that chief, welcomed Kevin. And Kevin shared with the village, but Joseph was a translator. Joseph only got saved. And Kevin came and told Ron and me how he was in Africa, and Joseph got saved. And Ron said, where is Joseph? Joseph is the key for Jesus, for his tribe. Can you sponsor him in the Bible college? Kevin and his wife sponsored Joseph. They bought a ticket for him from Ghana to Uganda. They sponsored him through Bible college, $660 every year. He graduated after three years. Today, Joseph is changing the village. Today, Joseph is changing his tribe. God is looking for your heart. Jesus stood there and said, where can we get bread to feed these people? And everyone said, send them to buy themselves. Let them take care of themselves. And Andrew is going around, anybody, anybody, anybody. All the men, 5,000 men, they must have had sandwich boxes or box, lunch boxes. They all said, not mine. Where is your heart? And Jesus is looking around to see everyone hiding, keeping silent. He say, if you keep silent and you don't do anything, salvation, redemption, deliverance, will go through another person. Do you want opportunity to be part of the miracle I'm going to do? And all the 5,000 men kept silent. And all the 10,000 women kept silent. And all the teenagers kept silent. And they went into Sunday school. Hey, boys and girls! Yes! Jesus wants somebody with a lunch to invest your lunch into his ministry. And the boy said, Yay! Here! Say, Andrew, take my lunch to Jesus. Take my lunch to Jesus. I want to partner with Jesus. I want to invest my lunch into Jesus' ministry now. I want to be part of a miracle Jesus is doing. And I can see the mother saying, put it back. And the boy said, no, mother, this is my chance. I have to invest. I have to work with Jesus. I have to be the part of the miracle now. And I can see the father looking at the boy saying, put that thing back. And the boy said, Daddy, no. And you see when the father look at you like this, if you don't want to obey, you just look this way. Because when the father's eye look at you, it says it. And the boy said, I'm not looking at you, daddy. I'm going to look this way. Andrew, take my lunch to Jesus. You see, whenever you feel in your heart, you want to be part of what Jesus is doing. There are hundreds of voices telling you, the reason why you should not. Come on. That is so true. 
That's why many of us, we miss a window to be part of miracles. To be part of what God is doing. And that opportunity passed by you. So the boy lunch, go to Jesus. Jesus say, this is it. I knew there was a younger boy with the heart of God. Pure heart. Who, can, who, who is not selfish? Who is not worried about what will I eat in the evening? Who, who is not concerned what will I eat in the future? Who is not wondering, oh, this is for me and for, for next year? He's, he trusts me. He believes in me. He wants to work with me. His heart and Jesus' heart are one. And the boy's heart and God's heart, the boy was able to see what the father is doing. And he said, I cannot miss this opportunity. Brethren, God is talking to some people here. Whatever he's whispering you to be part of, don't miss your window. Jesus took the boy's lunch, prayed, and told everybody, sit. And they all sat. All those who hid and kept silent with their food, they all shared the boy's lunch. The father, the mother, the sisters, the brothers, everybody. Because one kid had a pure heart, clean heart, to work with God. Not a selfish heart. Not worried about me and my self. But a generous heart. A heart of God to give, to be involved, to invest. One thing God has been speaking to me, invest in people. Invest yourself in people. Train people. Equip people. Love people. Make time for people. Involve yourself into people. And this is the time we have to invest into people. Say amen. amen. So the boy invested his, himself into people by investing his lunch into Jesus' ministry. And after that, Jesus said, collect all the leftovers. Some of us worry what I give, what will it be? It's nothing. Once it is in the hand of God, it will multiply. The boys' lunch, only five loaves, two fish, fed 5,000 men, 10,000 women, 15,000 kids, and 12 baskets leftovers. So what is God telling you to do? Many of us step back because we think, what I have doesn't mount for much. If it is to sponsor a child, I mean, one family sponsored me. One family sponsored me. That family you saw. But today, you see, they've never been back in Africa, but their fruits are all over in nine nations of Africa. So you can change people when you invest yourself into people. That's why Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 15 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How can they believe in the one they have not heard? 
of. And how then can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? And how can they go unless they are sent? So there are so many things. If you cannot go, you can send. You can get involved like the boys. One family sponsored Joseph, see what God has done. God has put Joseph to be part of this family. But one family sponsored him through Bible college. Now he has planted 11 churches in, this is the fifth year, among his people. So God wants us to be involved into missions, say amen. amen. The Bible says that when these people saw the miracles, they said, this is the king to come. Let us make him our king. You see, once you are part of what Jesus is doing, people will make Jesus their king. People will be born again. People will accept him. People will be changed. People, I mean, 5,000 men, they were just following. Women, everybody was following for miracles. But immediately, the, the boy invested his lunch into Jesus' ministry. They decided, now, let's, let us make him our king. There are people waiting to make Jesus their king. But Jesus wants you to work with him. Hallelujah. As I conclude, I just want to say, that if God is speaking to you to be part of what he's doing, don't postpone. Don't hesitate. You saw the building of the picture? I'm going to conclude with this. I came to your country in 1985, and I went to Bible college. I graduated in 89. I went home, and I found her. And when I found her, Mama Shuli said, Let's take Steve and Sissy back to America so our church can see his wife and the people who they are supporting to do the work in Africa. So they brought us back here and they waited us. And Mama Shuli told all the visitors who came to our wedding, don't give Stephen and Sissy glasses, plates, cups, and saucepans. Give them dollars. Oh. That was good news. If you can put the picture with the church, with the, with the roof only. So they gave us 4,100. That was in 1990. 1990, this African boy and a younger lady who was the first time in America, she has gone through the mall and seen all the shoes and seen all the dresses. We are all excited. Should we go home and buy, buy land, build a house, build what? What should we do with this money? In the honeymoon, God came to me and said, give me all that money and go build the church. And I said, all of it? <laughs> Not a tithe? He said, all of it. You see that church, that's our mother church. I've been pastoring now 33 years. I just handed over to a younger man. 
But those pillars, there are 41 pillars that are holding that roof. And some of the material that started the foundation, those were our wedding gifts. And God said, because we were renting a small, small disco, it was a, a, a tavern hall, and we were renting, and God wanted us to move out. So I told God, you know, I am willing to give you all of it, but talk to my wife first. You say, how long have you been married? Three months. Three months. For me, it was one week. <laughs> if you are married one week and God tells you, give me all the wedding gifts, what do you think you can tell your wife? So I said, Lord, I'm not telling her. You go tell her. <laughs> so I kept quiet. And the second week, we are coming from preaching, and my wife said, honey, do you know this money? I said, which money? <laughs> the wedding gifts God gave to us, we've been thinking about doing things. The Holy Spirit is telling me, let's take it and give it to our church treasurer, and we start constructing our church. Yeah. And I said, thank you, Lord, for giving me a wife who hears the voice. <laughs> So we left America without a new shoe, without a new dress, without nothing. Right. And we took, she took the money and gave it to the treasurer. And they bought all those pillars and the material and the construction of that church, which is now a mother church of 351 churches. Wow. And in our family, we have never lacked because God checked our hearts. Amen. 